Before we start, I just want to let everyone know that this podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. Just want to let people know I am recording this in a different location today, so if it sounds a little bit different, that is why. This is not a permanent thing, just trying something new. I hope all of you out there had a very safe and happy 4th of July weekend. I spent pretty much all of my time going on walks in this beautiful weather and then watching old episodes of The Office on Netflix. Not a terrible weekend, I guess. I like 4th of July. I think it's a wonderful, very relaxing holiday. It's also year in and year out a reminder of how terrible my social life is. Going on walks and watching The Office, what what am I, 75? Anyway, we do have some stuff to talk about today. Uh, Not much, which probably could be a slogan for this podcast. Welcome into Lockdown Tigers. Not much. But there is some stuff, mainly COVID stuff. Now, a rather positive report came out on Friday, I believe, and it was it said that there had been over 3,000 players and coaches who were tested for COVID. Only 1.3% of them came back positive. Now, most people, including myself, looked at that as a massive success. I, I was expecting, and like, I'm no doctor or anything, but I was expecting like, I don't know, 10%. Now, as days have passed, we've learned that that report wasn't exactly accurate. Now, yes, of the over 3,000 tested, only 1.3% of the positive tests had been reported. There were still a, a fair amount of tests whose results hadn't yet come in. And over the last several days, more players and coaches have confirmed to have tested positive. Some notable players include Tommy Pham. San Diego Padres, formerly of the Tampa Bay Rays, and Freddie Freeman, star first baseman for the Atlanta Braves. Look, there's a reason they gave them almost a full month to sort this stuff out. Uh, There was going to be positive cases. Uh, We've known that from the beginning, and I think right now, with the protocols in place, they are doing the best they can with handling it. You know, the goal from the beginning has been to contain the spread of the virus, not get rid of it. But I'm not going to act like this isn't an unsafe time in baseball because it is. It's an unsafe time all throughout the world, especially in America. And because of this, we've seen some more players deciding to sit this season out and even more expressing their concern. Sean Doolittle, who seems to have a, a better finger on the pulse of Major League Baseball than the commissioner does at this point, has expressed his concern. Mike Trout best player in baseball has expressed his concern. It kind of seems like he's up in the air about whether or not he's going to play at all. And then you have certain guys, two pitchers like Felix Hernandez and David Price, who have announced that they aren't going to play in 2020. And I've said this before, but I'll reiterate it. I don't begrudge any one of these guys for making the decision not to play. They are putting themselves at risk by playing, and we can't ignore that. That is absolutely a fact. Because of the way this has been handled in this country, because of the fact that the curve hasn't exactly been flattened, though it kind of has in some states, these guys are are putting themselves at risk. And if they don't feel like they want to gamble and take that risk, I don't blame them one bit. This shouldn't be something that is a health hazard. It should be fun for these guys. It is a profession, but it's not one that you should risk your life playing. And so I don't don't have any issue with these guys making the decision to sit this season out. It's a gamble. 
Uh, we've known it's going to be a gamble. It's going to be a gamble in the NBA as well. It's going to be a gamble in the NHL. No matter how many safety protocols you have in place, the only way to truly stop this thing is to have a vaccine, and we don't have that right now. The one crowd, the one camp that I don't really understand are the amount of people, baseball fans even, who are rooting for this experiment to fail. Now, I am as aware as anyone of the fact that this thing could fall apart. We could get to a point where positive cases become so overwhelming that they are forced to cancel a season. I get that. This is very, very risky. It's very unsafe. But I don't get the contingency of people who are rooting for this to happen. Like when it was announced that Freeman had a positive COVID test, when it was announced Tommy Pham had a positive COVID test, Salvador Perez of the Royals also a a positive COVID test. There seemed to be a large amount of people, even especially baseball people, who were jumping up and down going, here it is, here it is, the beginning of the end, they're going to cancel the season. I I don't get that. Yes, I'm aware. They could... This thing could crash and burn and they could cancel all of it. I, I've understood that from the very beginning. And a lot of people do. But I just I don't understand that camp. I don't understand the people who are actively rooting for this season to fail. I want it to be a success. I want them to make it to the very end. Why don't other people? I don't know, let me know in your responses today. Because I, I, I worry that what I'm saying right now is coming across as selfish. I don't want, But I don't want anyone to get hurt. God forbid, I don't want anyone to die because of this. But I also think that this whole thing, this whole pandemic, has been so trial and error this whole time. Like, we started off, we said, okay, well, let's just do six feet apart and we'll see what happens. Okay, let's shut down the whole country and see what happens. Masks, uh, I don't know if they're that important. And then a couple weeks later, it was, oh my God, we need masks, we need masks. Everyone's got to wear a mask. I I think with the the roller coaster nature of this thing, it's entirely possible... They start playing a season, and two weeks in, they say, hey, you know what? We kind of got this thing figured out. Not the virus itself, but they got the protocols in place. Players are relatively safe, safe as they can be, and they continue playing the season. Like I I actually think if they get to opening day, we're going to end up seeing this thing until the very end. That's what this whole month period has been for, I, like these guys in general, they're in such great shape. You give them two weeks of summer slash spring training, they, they'd be ready to go for the season. But it, it's about trying to contain the spread of the virus throughout Major League Baseball. That's been the, the key reason for this long time period between the announcement of a season and actual opening day is to try to contain the spread. Like I've said a million times, I understand the risks. I understand the health concerns, but I also understand the impact that this pandemic would have on the world's greatest game if they went an entire season without playing. And I feel like to not even attempt to give it a go would spell the beginning of the end of Major League Baseball. And I don't want to see that. Nobody who makes baseball content wants to see that. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's something I'm missing. Like I said, I don't want to come across as selfish. I, I don't want anyone to think that I don't value the lives of these players. I'm, I'm aware of the, the incredible danger they're putting themselves in. I'm just a bit perplexed by the amount of people who seem to be rooting for this whole experiment to fail. I want it to succeed. I want it to be an overwhelming success. I want to watch baseball. Jesus Cristo. I haven't watched a game since last October. It's killing me. All right. When we get back, I'm going to talk 
a little bit about the Tigers' opening workouts for summer training. We got to see Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson take batting practice. I'll talk about that a little bit, as well as uh, some controversy coming out of the Cleveland Indians camp about a potential name change. We will be right back. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, we're back. I was in the middle of recording segment number two, and then Audacity crashed on me. The first time ever, Audacity has crashed on me, so I got to re-record it with the same level of enthusiasm, of course. I, I, I never slack off in that area. So a couple things happened over the weekend out of the Tigers camp. We saw... The, the guys getting back to work for summer slash spring training. We saw Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green take batting practice. Look, these youngsters, these guys who haven't played in the major leagues yet, it's kind of a honeymoon period for them, especially for Torkelson. Like, they can do no wrong. And you see all these tweets, oh, man, Spencer Torkelson just hit a 500-foot bomb to center field. Yeah, I kind of hope so. It's batting practice. He was the number one overall pick. I would hope that a guy who people have said is the best offensive weapon in the draft over the last 20 years is capable of hitting home runs at batting practice. If he was hitting weak grounders down the third base line, I would be concerned. But like I said, he's he's doing his job well, clearly. People are happy with it. They they should be. You know, it's it's like a glorified photo op. You know, it's the equivalent, it's the baseball equivalent of going on the, the political circuit and shaking hands and kissing babies. Like, he's, he's doing all the things right that he has to do, hitting home runs in batting practice, taking grounders at third. They said he looked really good. Once again, I don't know how much you can take away from that. You know, he's, I think even the worst third baseman would be able to field some of the grounders that were being hit to him, at least from what I saw on video, but everything is uh, ship-shaped right now. Everything is par for the course, and it should be. There's there's nothing to be concerned about, and I think that is is wonderful news because there's been plenty to be concerned about in this organization over the last several years. Another piece of controversy that came out over the weekend is that the Cleveland Indians announced that they are looking into the possibility of potentially changing their name. Look, a lot of people have been in an uproar about this. I made a video about it on Twitter, and I'm going to reiterate some of those thoughts because I was proud of, of how, how I talked about it in that video. Look, here's the way I look at it, right? Baseball, at least since Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier, has been a sport that, to me, represents what America should be. It's a melting pot. You have white people, you have black people, you have Hispanics, you have Latinos, all together in the same clubhouse on the same team working for the same common goal. It is the ultimate sport of inclusion, in my opinion. And if you have a nickname for a team that one group of people 
finds incredibly offensive, then the sport itself isn't doing its job right. I don't know if Cleveland Indians is an offensive nickname to Native American people. I don't. Washington Redskins is, okay? If you've done one Google search in the last 20 years, you know that that is a horribly offensive nickname. Now, in fairness to the Cleveland Indians, they have taken certain steps, small steps, to ease out some of the more offensive elements of their team's tradition. The Chief Wahoo logo, which was kind of a blight on Major League Baseball for a long time, a horribly offensive caricature of of a Native American chief, has since been taken away as it should have been. It's kind of sad that it lasted as long as it did, and now you have the nickname. Now, I've had a lot of people on Twitter go after me, as per usual when I have an opinion that is mildly controversial, and said, oh, oh, I bet if they changed the Detroit Tigers nickname, oh, you would be mad. No! No, I wouldn't. There's two nicknames in sports that legitimately suck, right? The Washington Redskins, and that because that one's just offensive, and the New Orleans Pelicans. Those are the only two. And that one's just bad just because it's just a bad nickname. In general, nicknames are exactly that. A nickname. They shouldn't mean very much. The only reason a name like the Redskins means something is because it is horribly offensive. And maybe it's the same with the Indians. We don't know. And I give them credit not for jumping the gun and being like, oh, we're going to change it. For actually sitting down and having a dialogue about it. And being like, okay, is this offensive? And if it is, we'll change it. I personally think they probably will. And if you are a fan of the Indians listening to this podcast, I don't know why you would be, but you know I have a fair amount of people on my Twitter feed from Cleveland, so maybe you're listening to this right now. I guarantee you, two weeks after they change the nickname, all, every ounce of controversy is going to go away. It, it's 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 the same thing, and whatever, I'll get political here, who cares? It's the same thing with these like Confederate statues that are being taken down. Like Most people didn't know until like a week ago that these things ever even existed, and now they've been torn down, and a month from now, everyone's going to forget it ever happened. Maybe I'm an outlier, but to me, the Detroit part of Detroit Tigers is what's important, and it should be the same with any other sports team. As long as you have the Cleveland part of Cleveland Indians, the second part of that could be anything. It shouldn't really matter, and I, I know, I understand there's a lot of people who disagree with me on that, and a lot of people who accuse me of being a... a, a SJW liberal snowflake. Fine. I've been called a lot worse on here. Like I said on the video I made, I understand that cancel culture and PC culture goes way too far sometimes. In fact, very often. This whole thing of digging up people's old tweets from when they were like 16 years old is flat out ridiculous. And the assumption that so many people seem to make that people don't change nowadays is not only ugly, it's downright dangerous. But there's also this counterculture of people, and I know I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry, uh, of people who all of a sudden think that, like, it's totally fine just to not care about any sort of issues, and it's totally fine to not understand certain people's plight or where other people are coming from. That is what's gotten us into this mess from the beginning, is that people aren't willing to sit down and listen and try to understand, okay, you find this offensive, why do you find it offensive? Is it something in your history? Tell me about it. I would like to be someone, and I think as baseball fans in general, we all should strive to be a bit more educated on certain topics. And I don't mean to preach, and and I I hate to be standing on on my soapbox here, but this is something that is important to me. It bothers me when people don't listen. And I give the Cleveland organization a lot of credit 
for opening themselves up and saying, you know what, I think it's time we listen. I think that that is a, a very upstanding thing to do. Okay, so I'll get off my soapbox and I will end the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Tigers. If you have any questions for the mailbag segment, you can send those to the show's Gmail account, LockedOnTigers at gmail.com. And while you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. Thank you very much for listening, guys. I will see you back here on Wednesday. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.